Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up, party people? It's your boy, Tud. And I'm Obert. And welcome to episode 103 of Drinking Alone with Friends. In ep- this episode, we talk about harvesting mangoes and making fruit roll-ups. Okay. In- interesting. Okay. Hard left turn for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are now, we are now a, a, a fruit farming and rolling fruit, business. Fruit roll-up making. Yeah, yeah. Now, before Tud gets into this... I just want to say that my I assume the process involves just taking mangoes off of a tree and running over them in a steamroller, and that's how you get fruit roll-ups. That's exactly how it works. How did you know? <laughs> Could it be this steamroller that's to my left or the mango yeah, tree that's I've, to my it's right? It's going to be hard to edit that idling diesel sound out of the podcast, <laughs> but I'll do my best. Yeah, can you please turn the steamroller off for the recording of the episode? Yeah. No, no, it's it's more fun if we hear the beeping happen in the background as it's backing over the mango tree. So you already have a fruit roll-up, like, business. Like, you got people working for you already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't, this isn't a three-man operation. <laughs> well, I'm trying to convince you guys to buy in. <laughs> is this the official fruit roll-up, like, that Nabisco or whoever it makes? Or is it, are you, this a knockoff yeah. brand? No, this is a knockoff brand. Oh, God. It's called... Okay, so what is yours called? It's Fruit Layup. Layup? Yeah. You have like an NBA partnership going. <laughs> or fruit roll down. I like fruit roll down. We can we can do fruit roll down if you guys fruit are roll all down. With I that. feel like that's two on point. You're gonna have to be like yeah, man- mango sticky square. I think that's man man go flat. I don't know. <laughs> man go. There you go. There you go. Oh man. Now, have you thought about different shapes? Because I know a roll is. Uh, copyrighted by i believe kellogg's or whoever makes those <laughs> yeah well i thought oval. we're still not sure on that one <laughs> i thought oval might work okay so just an oval of mango flat mango so yeah you basically take one mango it's like a silly putty <laughs> where you just like flatten it out and then whatever smear shape you get from the one mango that's what you do how many servings of fruit is in one Mango oval, mango oval. I think is what we're going. Ooh, ooh. We we promise one whole mango per serving. Oh wait, okay, damn. There's there's forty two servings in in one mango oval. Can we do? Uh, can we split off and also make like triangles? <laughs> <laughs> we could try. We could try doing other fruit if you want. We could run over a strawberry. No, no. and see how that we works. We can't do any other fruit because fruit roll-ups got it. They got them all unlocked. The only one they don't have is mango. <laughs> That's why we have to do mango. <laughs> Plus, you didn't you didn't plant a hundred acre a uh, hundred acres of uh, mango trees for nothing, you know. Well, I figured that would be our bread and butter, but then eventually, like, we'd have to like branch out to other unknown fruits, oh. like and shapes. And, and uh, shapes. fruits and shapes. Like we could do star fruits, and like there'd be star shape. Star, star shape. Star fruit. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think Mangovel's where it's at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like the onion ring that you get in the fries. It's like one triangle in the bottom of the box. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Or I mean, I don't know. So, Are you guys okay? So that a good branch do you do you do the onion rings or do you do the fries um it depends i mean are you talking about burger king or are you talking about like a restaurant i was talking about burger king because that was what i assumed you were referencing who goes to burger king well i think that's that's the stereotypical one onion ring in the bag of fries right, right. thing it's like i don't know we had this burger king connection on on this side <laughs> of the podcast, uh, but. i'm too i'm too busy dealing with mangoes over here that's true he's he's had nothing but mangoes to eat the last three years <laughs> trying to build this mango empire i feel like the onion rings are better but harder to dip while you're driving that's fair that's fair i do enjoy the, the onion rings more but um you're also anti-condiment, so... Except for barbecue sauce. I like barbecue <laughs> That's right. Uh, so for our new listeners, in case you can't tell, this is a, a primarily beer-drinking mm-hmm. podcast. We also drink other stuff sometimes. I mean, oddly... But sometimes we talk about smushing fruits and shapes. I was going to say, oddly enough, secondary fruit podcast, because, like... <laughs> yeah, we're getting in on that business. I mean, we do talk about fruits quite often. It, see? See? So we're a, I mean, beer, a yeah. beer first. Every time we drink a beer, we kind of try to throw a fruit in, into what we're tasting. I mean, at least as if it's an IPA or not. Mm, yeah. So before we kick off drinking, though, Chris, I heard that you had a story to tell us about what happened to all the beers 
where Squirtle now sits on your beer fridge. Yes, yes. So there's my Squirtles over there. Um, so we we I so for those of you that are listening, my beer fridge is right behind me, and I used to have twenty bottled beers on top of it, give or take, just sitting there. So as you know, I have a million kids now, and uh, one thing that my oldest CJ likes to do is he likes to sit in the chairs, and you know when I do my streaming, he comes up and he says hi. So he sits in my chair and says hi to a blank computer screen sometimes. Well, what he did was uh, the chair was pushed back, and he swung it around really, really fast, and it hit the hit the beer fridge and knocked a bottle off the back, and it fell and exploded behind the beer fridge. So. That sucked. <laughs> Weird. I didn't. I didn't think that like removing glass bottles off of things on wheels was part of childproofing your house, but I yep, guess no. it is. It definitely is. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't think so. I never would have guessed. A little bummed. Yeah. It was my last beer I had from. I think it's my last beer. I have to check in my other room. But last beer I had from Tennessee Valley Brewing, which I do really enjoy. It was their Holiday Braggot, which was very good. I bought a couple bottles of it and i drank i think that was my last one that i held on to so i was a little bummed that 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 it got broken but what are you gonna do kids will be kids right the story could have ended with 20 bottles fell off the right right (laughs) and then i would have been very upset (laughs) overall yeah or someone could have gotten hurt that could have been worse too yes it goes 20 bottles broken child getting hurt one bottle broken that's the (laughs) severity <laughs> Depending on the injury. Right, it depends. Right? Yeah. Is that are we talking a boo-boo or is there stitches That's involved? True. Lose an eye or just, you know, a little spook. Oh. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you like a little fading I, the taps? I just I wanted to give a little bit of a commemoration to the, the fallen beard. I know, yeah. So if you're listening Tennessee Valley, which I assume everybody is, uh, you should send me a bottle because I broke it. It's currently watching down from heaven, <laughs> apparently. Beers in heaven. Oh, man. But if you guys don't mind, unless someone opposes, I would like to drink one of the beers that survived the falling of the beer 2020. The Yeah, let's do right. it. Let's kick this drinking podcast off. And I have a New England IPA today from Wise Man Brewing Company, which is down here in winston-salem north carolina there it is home of nascar home of nascar and cigarettes i think yeah i think more so cigarettes than than nascar but yeah this is their new england style double ipa called body electric and uh kind of a willy wonka style look of oh yeah and then that thing Okay, but what crazy little blue that? monster. But Wise Man Brewing is very Willy Wonka esque. So, um, any golden tickets in the box or no? No. Ah, that's there goes your chance to win a beer factory. Oh, damn it! <laughs> All I had to do was not do things, not sell out to the bad guy, or or get sucked up in the bubble bubble right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm gonna He's pour beer. this into my glass, 30. and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Um, so nice hazy boy, as you can see. Wow. Very hazy. It looks beautiful, actually. Yeah. Um, I know. I was going to say, this is probably like our 20-somethingth, 30-somethingth hazy IPA we've reviewed on the podcast. We should have like criteria we go down the list, right? So I think like the first thing is like, okay, boom. Hazy scale. How does it look? Right. That's a good idea. Remind me, after this, I, I have to show you a hazy beer that I have in the fridge. Um, but uh, we're, uh, we're not there yet. We're getting here. We're getting there. So hazy boy, nice head. Um, and yeah, as you can see, my Squirtle Squad glass, which uh, you will see on the Instagram, surrounded by fellow Squirtles. So Okay, so on the hazy scale, are we look are we talking orange? Are we talking yellow? Are we talking oh, a little bit of haze, a lot of it, haze? What do it, we got it's here? A, it's a hazy one. It's a hazy one. It is very orange. It's orange. Um uh, you can't see a thing through it. It's it's a hazy boy. It's a hazy boy. And it smells like I get like it kind of looks like orange juice. It does, yeah. It does look like juice. Um I get a little bit of citrus, um, but a decent amount of sweetness. I expect this to be a little sweet when I when I jump into it. So 
I don't know how, how much it's going to be sweet, but it smells sweet. I'm actually pretty excited because I did have one other beer from Wise Man that was very good. Also an IPA, so maybe they're like an up-and-coming IPA brewery. I don't know. Hmm. There you go. But here we go. Let's see. Let's see what it's like. So cheers, guys. Okay, so it's it's very good. I'm trying, I get a lot, so the fruit that I pull out the most, because we are a secondary fruit podcast, is Correct. pineapple, oddly enough. Um, for some reason, I just get hit, I just get hit pretty subtly with the pineapple, but that's the one I get the most. Uh, it's not as juicy as I thought it was going to be, but it is sort of bitter on the end. Coming soon to a, a fruit lay down near you. Yeah. Pineapple flavored. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's, it's very good. I mean, it's nice. It's not too it's it's bitter but it's not like if i had to guess it's probably like 80 ibus so it's like getting up there but it's not like triple digits or anything like that uh pretty high for a hazy oh sorry says it right on the can 90 ibus that is oh wow not a bad not a bad guess yeah so uh seven and a half percent alcohol but yeah i mean it's 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 a nice it's just a nice double ipa i don't know what you know i was thinking about it and like i don't know what it is because i remember having like treehouse and things like that back home and it's like those beers are just i mean every single one you have for the most part treehouse trillion whatever you want to call it, like what four and a quarter four and a half whatever and i'm just like what do they uh, rating on untapped you mean? Uh, on untapped yeah 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 but like what do they do different because like this is a very good beer but i'm like I was like, is it as good as I remember? Or am I, is it rose-colored glasses? I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> how much of that is the hashtag hot pipe and how much of it is like there's secret sauce? Right, 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 right. Ha- having just purchased a case of Treehouse beer at the end of Aug- or end of July, beginning of August, I can tell you that it's it's mostly hot pipe and I don't think there's much of a, a secret sauce. It, don't get me wrong. The beers are good. But Julius and Green and Hayes were not what I remembered them being. After having taken you know a year or two off of drinking them, it Connecticut kind of caught up, um, and in some cases, in my opinion, surpassed some of those flavors. I just they they they're still sitting in my fridge aging because they were they were a little too young and harsh to be what I remember them being. Hmm. What what was it? Just the variety of trios, or was it just one can in particular? One no, it was. It was all of them. I mean, I got a, okay. I got you know eight Julius and eight Green and eight Haze or something like that, and then a few other beers mixed in there. But for the most part, it was just like a, a mix of their general good beer, and it it didn't do it for me. I you know I've talked to a bunch of people around Connecticut that have gone up to Treehouse too, and they've pretty much agreed that you know, Treehouse seems to have plateaued. Maybe they're just kind of they, they've be they were the gold standard for so long that everybody eventually figured out how they were doing it. And now people are doing it as good and or better than they are. And it's it's interesting. Trillium still kind of holds a, a special place because they do so much unique stuff. But Treehouse just do does does their, they do their beers. Right. right. And other breweries are kind of standing on the shoulders of giants and just kind of building on what they've done. Yeah. Right. I, but I mean, we've talked about it before, though. That's how That's how the beer industry works. I mean, look at other breweries that were like the pioneers, you know, that same thing, you know. Sam Adams. I yeah, mean, 10, 10, 15 years ago, we were all talking about New England Brewing Company and how great they are and blah, blah, blah. And now they're still very good, but there are everybody's caught up and either passed or whatever. But OK, good to know, because I wasn't sure I haven't had I haven't had Treehouse in a while. So um, but this beer is very good. Uh, I'm, as we know, a fan of the IBUs. So the bitterness on the end doesn't phase me at all. I get the pineapple. And I actually, I'm as I sip a little bit more, I'm getting a little bit of like a more orangey undertones kind of thing. So um, there's some more of that juiciness uh, that you would expect. Um, so maybe a little bit more bitter than your New England IPAs would, would come, but uh, definitely not bad at all. Like, I'm very impressed between these guys, Wise Man Brewing Company, Resident Culture, Divine Barrel, a few of these Southern boys are learning how to make these southern these uh, New England IPAs, <laughs> and they're doing a pretty damn good job at it. Um, on the untapped scale, I'm going to give this a four and a quarter. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a beer. I feel like it's a beer they, they brewed for me. Like, they knew I moved to the area. They were like, let's perfect this thing, make sure Chris gets some. You know, I just so happened to go in as it was, be, as it was like, delivered that day. It was, like, per, it was just, you know, made for me. So, um, but it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal beer. So... Pretty excited about it, and I want to go to Winston Salem and go to the brewery now. 
on the list. Apparently, the name of the beer is a is from a Walt Whitman cl- quote. Hmm. That's also one of my favorite Rush songs. I I sing the body electric, the armies of those I love engirth me, and I engirth them. Interesting. Check out the Rush song live. It's great. Did we see that one live? Uh, I don't think so. We did. did. We, we Which, did. Uh, Boston. Boston. Oh, okay. We get into Rush Rush debates online sometimes. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so okay, Untapped Diverse. How many how many check ins does it have? Six thousand five hundred and fifty three. So it's quite a few, quite a few. I'm gonna say I think I'm higher than the average by a bit, plus that's a sizable amount of check ins. I'm gonna say it's a three point nine four. Close. Close. Can we can we keep this up, you think? <laughs> sure. It's it's a, a four, four point, point oh. oh okay 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 that's not that's oh. pretty good though for 6500 check-ins i'm okay with that yeah damn okay i was i was gonna say i i switched last minute from 3.93 to 3.94 if you would have said 3.93 but so mad at myself throw your computer out the window <laughs> i i will say that one of my other untapped friends has had this before too and they also rated it a 4.25 oh, okay now he is also from up here in the northeast uh, went to college with him, so he he thinks the same way you did. Is that he thinks it's a really good beer, mm. really good representation of a hazy IPA. Awesome, nice, nice, nice. See, look, man of the people so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants wants it next? I will go next. Sure. And this week, if you listen to last week's episode, I had uh, made a little mention of bringing something to the podcast, and that's a truly hard seltzer, but lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They come in up here in the Northeast. You can get these in 24 packs. So they come in truly strawberry lemonade, truly original lemonade, truly black cherry lemonade, and to go with the conversation we were having at the beginning, truly mango lemonade. It all ties in. Yeah. There we go. Circles back around. It's like one big circle. Yeah. 20 something minutes later, (laughs) we're back. Now we know why we got there. Okay. So I brought. The Truly Mango Lemonade and the Truly Strawberry Lemonade to the podcast. Whoa. Dual fist. And so I figured, yeah, I figured, you know, if I had two hands, I could drink two seltzers. <laughs> so I figured I'd do that. So, uh, Obert, as I was talking about last week, you, I don't think you can get Truly in Montana at all because you don't get Sam Adams in Montana. We get Sam Adams in Montana. Oh, okay. Then never mind. So you could probably get yeah. Truly's then. Because they are brewed I think by I've Boston seen Beer them. Company. There's a lot of hard seltzers out there, and they all kind of blend together in my head. But uh, I will keep an eye out for these lemonade ones. So the the, the cool thing about this is, um, you know, as I'm giving up beer for the month, these things are pretty healthy. They only weigh in at about 100 calories per hard seltzer, and they're absolutely delicious. Chris, I don't know if you've had a truly lemonade. I actually but... have. I just finished a 12-pack of them the other day, so... And They're amazing. I just right? want to say, drinking alone with friends does not think that alcohol beverages are actually healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I said healthy. Some are healthier. Right. He said healthy. <laughs> right. That's well, it's only hundred calories. I'm I mean, not, you can get a hundred calorie Cheeto pack, and people consider that healthy. Just like you could get your Winston Salem cigarettes, you can get the healthy kind. The healthy, healthy, healthy choice. The one, yeah. the one right. with the filters. Yeah. All right. So both of them are open. The mango smells like mango. Strawberry kind of smells like strawberry. So, Ted. Strawberry smells like schnozberry. <laughs> schnozberry. I don't want to ruin it for the listeners, but have you had these before? Yes. Okay. okay. I, you may have mentioned that. I don't I don't remember. No, yeah, I've had I've had them all. Um, They're all quite good. Uh, these two happen to be my favorite, too. And so I thought I would uh, bring them and try them out and share them with the podcast. So let's go with the mango first. And it's Sal Sir 30. And I'm thirsty. Bubbly. <laughs> Bubbly. Yeah, baby. I don't know if I have. I don't have a. I don't have a seltzer song. I don't think there is a seltzer song. Actually, there probably is. Uh, don't worry. I'm, I'll, I'll put in a Simpsons clip. No, we're not worried. Our customers buy Duff for its robust taste, not its alcoholic content. I predict our new alcohol-free Duff Zero will sell even better than our previous brand. So yeah. So the mango. What do you know? It tastes like mango. Um, I should point out that it does say in the can, made with uh, less than 1% juice. So I was kind of curious to know how they flavored these things. And they use, you know, very little bit of natural flavors and citric acid. But what makes them so sweet is they use stevia mm. um, to make them 
lemonade flavored. Right. right. I'm sure that there's a reason there's not 0% juice is so they can legally call it lemonade. <laughs> That's a good point. It's, poss- it's a possibility. And not lemonade flavored. <laughs> no, but overall, the mango is pretty good. Um, It's very smooth, very easy drinking. You don't taste the fact that it's 5% alcohol, which is, you know, pretty hard hitter for a 100-calorie beverage, considering that a Bud Light is 120 calories and only four and a half or four point two percent alcohol or four and a half percent, something like that. So this is more alcohol, less calories, healthier. <laughs> Thank you. Than other alcoholic beverages. But as you know, part of the reason I'm doing this too is uh as we're recording this, summer is starting to wind down and uh these are a really good summer drink. So if you're living somewhere maybe like in North Carolina or somewhere south more southern than that where it's still gonna be hot for the next couple months, you might wanna go out and you might wanna Attempt to find these things to to cool yourself off and still feel like it's summer, despite the fact that it's going to be the fall. I will say fall fall in the south is beautiful, but anyway, that's like the humidity has died down, and but it's nice, right? Yeah. No, this is pretty good. I like I said, it tastes it tastes like lemonade, just mango flavored. So I would probably you know if you're considering a hundred the best lemonade I've ever had, this is probably would weigh in at a good like eighty five. I mean, it's solid. It's a very good drink. It's the same thing with, like, I, you know, I've had the lemonade flavor, too. Just the original. It tastes like lemonade. You, you, there's no booze res, There's no booze residue on the back end. There's nothing... Nothing gets in your way of the fact that you're like, oh, this tastes like juice. And I could drink about a billion of these things. Mm. Because they taste so delicious. And you hydrate yourself at the same time. I will, they are pretty good. I will, I'll, I'll give you that. They are pretty good. I enjoy that pack. Uh, How do they compare to, like, a Mike's Hard Lemonade? Less sweet. Um... Less sugary. They so you've had white claws, right? Yeah, I've had hard seltzers. Yeah. Okay, so the hard seltzers most of the time they can taste a little boozy. You take you take a sip of it, you drink it, and you're like, oh, I know that I can tell that this is a hard seltzer. Partly because it's seltzer with a little bit of alcohol mixed in. This because it's sweet and it's made to be lemonade. You don't taste that that res that alcohol residue on the back end. I got that you. you usually get, despite the fact that they have so Truly's normal seltzers. They have the same exact nutritional effects. They're still 100 calories. They still have the same amount of carbs, same amount of sugar, all that. But this doesn't have that that alcoholic aftertaste that you've come to expect from hard seltzers. It's pretty good considering it weighs in at, what, 5% you said? Yes. Yeah, 5%. Switching over to the strawberry one. Like I said, it smells kind of like, on the nose, it smells like fake strawberry. Like, you know, if you get a strawberry candy, that's what it's, you know those little, like, Foil wrapped strawberry candies. Oh, that's I love what it those smells things. like. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the on the mouth flavor though, it tastes exactly like a strawberry. Like you know, if you were gonna drink strawberry lemonade, this is what this tastes like. It's it's refreshing. This is actually my favorite of the of all of four of the flavors by far. It just tastes fantastic. Um, definitely is a refreshing drink, especially on a hot day in the summer. Like like I said with the mango, no alcoholic aftertaste. It just smooth easy drinking now the best part about these is you can check them into untapped and despite the fact that i've had these before i've never checked them into untapped i don't think and if i have they were it was months and years ago i looked at at least the mango you had not checked it in yet so perfect i was curious so so i'm going to give the truly mango i will give it a four and a half on the, the the seltzer untapped scale i think you like i don't know do you rate do you rate this them differently would you guys rate these differently than a beer? I would I would dock at points for not being a beer. I generally go lower on it as well. Okay, so so adjusting for beer scale, um, yeah, I was th- thinking of kind of just rating them as because you're you know, bringing you're know, bringing a seltzer into the untapped beer world. You know, it's like right, but this is I would this rate- is a rating for beer. You gotta you gotta man up if you're gonna come in here and measure on the beer scale. You gotta expect to be treated like a beer. But it's kind of like what we talk about with like when when you have a brown ale or a, a style of beer that you don't like. You know how to recognize a good style of, of whatever that particular style of beer is that you don't like. And you know how to rate it accordingly. This is does this fall underneath that same argument? I guess you got a you got a point for that. But, but uh, a brown ale is still a beer. That's the point. It's still a beer. Yeah. <laughs> on the beer True. on the beer scale, well, zero is water and a hundred is beer. This is like a ten. <laughs> right true all right so ad- adjusted for seltzering i would lower this to 
I'd give it a 3.75. There are beers out there that I've rated at 3.5 that I would drink this over easily. Mm, okay. So for the mango. It's tough. It is a little out. It is a little mangoes and strawberries comparing. Like, they're not really. Right. <laughs> it's tough to really equate them. Yeah. So know? for the mango, out of 4,341 check-ins, what do you think it is? I think people are going to rate it more like what I was thinking about rating it to begin with. I think they're going to be more in the the upper echelon of four i'm gonna say 4.12 okay so this is a beer what? rating app yeah with beer aficionados who often scoff at hard seltzer um 3.42 okay so that's a learning that's a learning curve for you um okay 3.42 so now the right, strawberry lemonade yeah so i'm gonna give this i think it also have to clock in at a 3.75 i mean it's kind of hard to move up from there you know, I think that I would rather have the strawberry over the mango, but I wouldn't turn down either one of them if somebody was like, It's like a three seven six. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, if if there was on the new untapped scale, one would be a three point seven and one would be a three point eight. Mm. Okay. Um so I think the untapped diverse they probably like the strawberry one better because I think it's the consensus like number one flavor. They don't sell the strawberry by itself for a reason. Because nobody would buy anything else if they didn't if they sold the strawberry by themselves. So I'm going to give 3.42 was the last one. I'm going to say this is a 3.51. Close, but also very close to the other one. 3.44 out of 4699 check-in. I also gave the, okay. I also gave the strawberry a 3.75. So, uh, the mango I gave a 3.5. So, but they're I mean, don't get me wrong. They're very good. They are very good. I enjoy them quite a bit. Um I I personally tend to get heartburn, but that's just me. <laughs> that's that's strange to me that like that would give you more heartburn than a beer. I don't know. I mean, oh, don't give me wrong. Human bodies are weird. It might be the stevia. It might be the lemon, co- the lemon juice concentrate. I mean, yeah, it's I, I'm my citric acid. My, my yeah. whole my whole stomach area is messed up, so <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. But I did see that somewhere in the United States. And listeners, if this is your area of the country, I want you to write in, or Chris or Ober, if this is your area of the country, then ship me some. They sell truly hot and spicy seltzers. Really? Hmm. Nope, not mine. Sounds like yeah. a Southwest thing. And Louisiana, I, right? I, I was looking them up. <laughs> I was thinking I, I, more like Arizona. <laughs> oh. But... <laughs> That sounds like it's a, it's a thing. I, I mean, Tabasco's from Louisiana, so maybe. They're kind of crazy down there. But anyways, if it's from your area, write in, because I want to know where I can travel to try it. Um, Because it just seems, like, unique. I think a, I think a spicy hard seltzer would be, like, right up my alley. Not at certain Chris's times. Not esophagus, but up Todd's alley. <laughs> <laughs> right up my alley, right down my throat, into my stomach. I would be all over it. Yeah. So now that I've uh, gone through drinking my seltzers, over you, you oh man, a, I've been dying to drink a, here. I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy to get into this because this beer has been staring me down. Um, this is I got a special treat this week. This is uh, from listener, friend of the pod, Ben. Went up to Vermont a few weeks ago. Stopped at possibly the most iconic uh, Vermont brewery of all time, and that would be Har- the Alchemist. Uh, Harpoon, Ooh, nice. Harpoon's a Boston brewery that has a Vermont location. It is Magic Cat. <laughs> Magic Cat doesn't is. Get out of here with that, okay? Long we trail? all know it's the Alchemist. Um, we've talked a lot about their Heady Topper and how it kind of, back in its day, was the first ever New England IPA. I think it's fair to say. I mean, it was um, the first one that was like exclusive, hard to find for sure. It's it's so weird because yeah. we're circling back to a conversation we had again twenty minutes ago in your review. Very true. Yeah, right. that's true. The the OGs. The OGs. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think I I think when they defined. New England IPA at the time, Hetty Topper was was one of the the best examples of it. That's that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. But um, yep. they've branched out. You know, they still make a few good IPAs, and uh, I had some some Hetty. Honestly, was a little disappointed. It wasn't. I t- I texted Ben, and he was like, "Yeah, we kind of agreed that this was a bad batch." So kind of what you were saying too. I'm just gonna chalk it up to you know it was they were having a bad day in the in the brewery, but. Um, I have a beer that I had never heard of from them before. In their kind of bold color scheme, I have the the can here. This is called their Sterk Wit, S T E R K W I T, and it's a Belgian style double wit. Um, which you know, I think the best wit beer, some of the best wit beers I've had, probably Allagash White or uh, the Whiskered Wit from Beard is another great one that you can find in Connecticut. Um, but I've I never had a double wit before 
And I think it's interesting that their their can art is the same across all their beers. Yeah, yeah, they have. It's just like kind of cool drawings of hops and neon colors. This is a bright contrasting orange and yellow. But um, you know, it's definitely has those Belgian aromas. You know, you get that orange zest, the strong wheat and yeast aromas for sure. But when I cracked this can open, uh, you know, 40 minutes ago, mm-hmm. it was one of the strongest smelling whip beers I've ever had. It smelled maybe more like a, like when you would crack open maybe a Belgian quad or something like that. So uh, I'm excited to get into that. And I normally associate a whip beer with maybe a lower alcohol content. This is weighs in at 7%, which I'm excited to try out. Wow, that is, that is stout. That's yeah. Boozy wit. Yeah. So like I said, I kind of described their aroma a little bit already. Yeah, I get those, like we said, the the brown banana aromas a little too. <laughs> With the worst Just kind all those, of banana. All those good, those good Belgian beer aromas you get. Wow. Yeah, this is this is a really good Belgian beer. Um, definitely, I think of it more as like a Belgian straight up Belgian beer, like a double or a triple than Ooh, okay. a wit beer. I was going to ask, would it be, you know, most wit beers are improved by adding a citrus slice into it. I mean, think about your, your blue moons, your shock top for anybody out there who's unfamiliar with the style. You, I mean, I know you've had those, but that's, that's interesting. Cause I was going to ask if you threw an orange rind in there, would it make it taste better? But not in a, in a double, I would say no, or a triple. Yeah. I think I shy away from fruit in my beers. Uh, I've never been a fan of putting the orange in it, but um, maybe a little pumpkin spice in the right beer, but not an orange. Um, it's not my not my jam. I mean, I could even do a lemon in a, like a UFO white, but uh, not really an orange guy. But this is definitely you can see this would be very well complemented with an orange. I think not, not my style personally, but it has a lot of orange zest, a lot of orange flavors uh, in this beer as well. Um, you know, I don't know if it's maybe a uh, yeast that they're having in here, but I do get some of that just trademark alchemist beer flavor that, I mean, I, I don't know if I could pull it out of a lineup and say, yes, this is definitely an alchemist beer. Maybe it's just my imagination playing tricks on me, but it definitely tastes like an alchemist beer. I don't know. So the water you think? No, I think, I think it's might just be how they use that Belgian yeast along with maybe some of the yeast they use it might just be like a blend of yeast that they use also with their other beers. I don't know. It could be the water. That's a that's also an idea. An idea well, you know? I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Not, I mean, I haven't had an alchemist beer in a while, but beard for me has a distinct beard aftertaste that I could, if if I had a beard that I didn't know it was beard, I would be able to like, I would just know. You, I just <laughs> yeah. Know. Um, it's, it, maybe they like just don't wash out the tub when they're done with the pr- last beer. They right, just right. like, <laughs> what do you got that seasoned skillet? That's got, yeah, or exactly. the pizza paddle that's got all the other pizza grease on it. Exactly, you know? exactly. It's like, so I know exactly the kind of thing you're trying to explain. It makes it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And the more I drink this beer, the more I like it. I'm kind of sad this is the only one of them I have. Um, and I'm excited to see them branching out into new stuff. Their IPAs are great. They have a few stouts, which I don't think like our home runs, but they're good alchemist, you know, they're alchemist beers for sure. Right. Um, I don't think that the, this Stirk wit is going to sweep the nation as the newest wit beer everybody has to have, but, um, I would definitely drink more. And like you said, kind of, we're transitioning into fall, uh, on this week's weather is different in different places. We have some pretty bad smoke here from the West coast fires, uh, which has definitely put a damper on the season a little bit. Mm. Um, but Hey, you know, if you're looking for a beer to drink when it's smoky out, this I think you compliment those smoky flavors. You know, try and <laughs> try and put an optimistic spin on it. So I I don't mean to I, I mean I don't know if you knew this, but this beer is actually very old. This is one of the first beers that Alchemist did. Oh no way! Yeah, it actually that's crazy because I've been there uh, two or three times. You know, and they opened their new and improved bigger facility in probably 2014 or so. Which is and, awesome. Uh, I've never seen it, which is is crazy to me. This this was a gold medal winner from the 2004 Great American Beer Festival. No way. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it's it's actually one of the beers that I've never had from them that I always wanted was the Stirk Wit. But 
Anywho, um, no, that's good to know. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's it's funny. You don't you think about Heady Topper, you think about Focal Banger, Crusher, all these other ones. You don't you don't hear about Sturkwit so much. So no, you don't. And um, back in the day when it was really hard to get before they opened their new brewery, you know, all you could find was Heady Topper, and that was hard to find. Right. Yeah. But, so you know, if if they were, it's possible that they maybe just didn't brew it all the time. They lapsed and then they brought it back. Maybe, um, but so, uh, I hope that I hope I see it again in the future. If I'm ever back in Vermont, uh, I would definitely pick this up again. So, so knowing a little bit about Alchemist, this must have been a recipe that the the head brewer, I think his name is John. This must have been one that he was brewing when he was at Prohibition Pig. If it's from 2004, um, that's a that's an old recipe. That's you know Prohibition Pig. That was like his spot before he was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, me neither. But. Anyways, yeah, what that's you, the first. If, that's if the first place you heavy topper. out of like scale of zero to five, say just randomly, hypothetically, yeah, and they'd be like top my quarter head. point increments. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? What do you think you'd rate it? This is a really good beer. Um, you know, I'm on the fence between four and a quarter and a four and a half. It's not a four seven five, and it's not a four. Um, I get. Let me I take a deciding a deciding sip here. Yeah, I gotta go with this. This is earns a four and a half for me. Very nice. Yeah, okay. I like this a lot. I mean, we don't have a lot of beers of the style on the podcast, but this is an exemplary version of that of this double wit style. I would I would definitely seek this out again. Now, question for you: Is your beer? What's the temperature of your beer right now? Um, like r- just roughly upper like forty five. Okay, do you think mid forties? What its flavor change? Would your opinion on the its young its rating? Because you said it was you know it tasted more like a double or a triple. Would it? Would do you think your rating is going to change as it gets warmer? Or if it was colder, do you think it would be different? I think it's optimal temperature right now. I think if okay. it's colder, I probably wouldn't pull out a lot of the the more wild yeast complexity and uh, that citrus flavors. So I think I think it's pretty good right now. So maybe I am grateful that I went third today and the end, at the end of the day. <laughs> All right. So out of 5,726 check-ins, what do you think uh, the untapped first thing? Okay. Well, I just got to say, so this can't be a beer they brew all the time because like Hetty Topper has to have, you know, four times, five times that number of check-ins. It's, this only has 5,000 check-ins. Having been there, it's definitely not a beer I've ever I've ever seen. <laughs> Hetty Topper has yeah. two hundred thirty one thousand check. Yeah. So, so Hetty Topper. Okay, I'm spoiling this for the next. Hetty Topper has two hundred thirty one thousand check ins in a four point five six average. Pretty holy damn, crap! That's pretty damn. Good. That's incredible. That's, might be the yeah. highest average I've seen in a beer like, with a hundred thousand plus check ins. Yeah. I yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I think that's that's fair to say. I don't know. I know it has been around for a while. I don't know what the the brewing schedule of it is. I know when I went, Dana and I went to. The Alchemist in like 2013, 2014, something like that, and they were still the the the, the shed, like the the mobile. Oh, home. yeah, they were brewing the out place. of like a mobile home, and uh, and they only had Heady Topper. That's the only thing they brewed. So I think for the longest time, they just kind of like were like, okay, Heady Topper it is, and like they that's what they did. Um, but I've never I've never gotten my hands on a can, so um, so okay. Anyways, of the 5,726 check-ins, what do you think that what do you think it's rated? I think it's going to come in pretty high. Um, I'm going to say this is a 4.19. So, not quite. 3.83. Wow, that's pretty low. Yeah. I'm surprised it's under the 4.0 mark, to be honest. And it's pretty far under. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's... You might have um, poisoned the well with giving me the Heady Topper rating. I was like, okay, people are rating that <laughs> this, beer this high. This is better than Heady They're probably rating uh, other Alchemist beers so high, but... No, I mean, I could see it. I think it's this is a kind of polarizing style. I mean, we've talked. You guys, neither of you guys are really big Belgian fans. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, they're so they're they're it. good, but they're not like great. I'll say I'll say they're growing on me because I have I think I feel like since doing this podcast and things like that, um, I have a greater appreciation for Belgian beers more so than I have in the past. So um, they're growing on me. They're growing on me. Yeah, I, I'm actually yeah, shocked by I, the amount of beer that that the Alchemist brews. That looking you've at never their, heard of before? Well, yeah, looking at their beers on Untapped, I mean, they've got you know well over fifty beers on listed on here, and I've yeah, only probably had the, like four of them. A kind of brewery that I only think of as having had, yeah, like four or five of them. It's like very much that same process we talked about that 
you do when you go to treehouse where it's like you get in line, you move through the line, and then it's like a soup Nazi type process where you're like, you hand them the money, you tell them what beer you want, they give you the beer, you leave, like very much like a what, what the breweries experience have turned into in COVID times. <laughs> right. Was, was that how they've always been? Where it's like, you say the wrong like, thing, they yell at you, there. they snap your fingers and say, no beer for you. And yeah, there's a limit yeah. of how much you can get per day and all that. But, uh, you know, like I said, the last time I went there, they had just opened their new place and their new place was huge. Mm. So I think that maybe their availability has, maybe they've relaxed a little bit. Maybe their availability is a little greater, but uh, I don't know. We haven't talked too much about brewery tours on this podcast, but that's a place that I would really like to go and take a tour of. Um, I don't know. We've, I when back in like early 2010s, oh. I would go on tours all the time. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Before kids. That's, and then kids have. <laughs> and then you just no, don't have like to do the novelty. Anything. The novelty is just kind of worn off. Everybody's been to a brewery. Everybody's taken the tour. Everybody knows right. what the four ingredients of beer are. I don't know. Todd, what is your experience going to brewery tours in Connecticut? Have you do, done a lot of them or lately? I, or? I, I've done a few of them, but I, I mean, during the life, the last time I did a, a beer tour was during the life of this podcast. It was when I went to Area 2. And I got the tour mm, of their new right. facility. Um, you told you you told taught us what a fooder is. Yes, yes, a fooder. Um, but no, the what the nowadays because I've done it, I've done so many of them. I mean, I've toured back east. I've toured Harpoon before. I you know I've done the the one at Area Two. I've, I think I've done the Two Roads one before. The thing nowadays that would get me to do a tour, because, you know, they kind of tell you all the same thing. Like, yeah, if yeah. If you brewed one They're beer, you brewed same. them all, except for, like, the souring place at Area 2, where I was really interested to see how they were doing that. What would really get me to do the tour now would be if they were like, well, do our tour. Either it's free or it costs, like, $5, because sometimes they just charge. But during the tour, you'll get some beer, where I'll be like, oh, okay, that's pretty... Like, I'll go on the tour to try the beer, because... You may get something that you won't get in the tap room that day, or you may get to try some raw beer and be like, "Well, this is what you know X Y Z C beer tastes before, you know, dry hopping or carbing or whatever have you." But that's it was it was much more prevalent when we were younger, and I think it was just because it was just so new. I remember right, going on the tour right. for Chris's bachelor party, and the reason we were there is we, the reason we went on it is because we were drinking throughout the entire tour. We were also that drunk at that tour. time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I haven't been on one since, I mean, I went on one when I lived in Tennessee, but other than that, it was my bachelor party, I think. I don't think I went to, I mean, we, we all went to Asheville. We didn't do any in Asheville. Um, I don't even, and truthfully, I don't even see a lot of breweries offering them anymore. No, they used to, it used to be like every brewery was, that was that what they did. Yeah. That was their shtick. And yeah. now it's like, yeah. So, you know, I mean, but I went. The harpoon one is one that will always stick in my mind because you do get to drink at the end, which is amazing. Um, and then the one that we went to, uh, Heavy Seas, it, we went to, that was really good because the, the dude we had was amazing. He was so much fun, so funny, like sang throughout the tour. It was it was great. He knew what he was doing. That was a good one. He knew what he was doing. So, But um, yeah, I don't see him anymore. And now, I, now I, that you mentioned it, I want to go on one. I know. Even though we've kind of like haven't really talked him up that all that much if you've never done one well okay if you're listening to this podcast and you've never been on a brewery tour like wow but anyway if you've never been on one it's worth it's worth going on at least one for me yeah. my favorite of all time was the believe it or not the anheuser-busch one in merrimack new hampshire mm. uh really I have not cool done to see how they brew on that scale and they have a free tour and then like a, it was either five bucks or 20 bucks we, we did the paid tour but you got like tons of beer at the end, and it was definitely worth the experience. You got to drink, drink a—they uh, called it a green Bud Light, fresh from the bright tank. Um, really cool experience, and cool to see like as an engineer, like on a just a process engineering stand scale, that was really cool to see how they how they handle that much beer. And like you got to admit, Bud Light is one of the most consistent products. It's like Coca Cola and Bud Light are the two things that like no matter where you go in the world. They're going to taste the same. Right. How do they yeah. do that? It's kind of cool. The, yeah, I mean, the it's, one... it, it's funny you say that because the one of the other ones I didn't mention was Sam Adams. Now, I know Sam Adams is the craft brewery, beep, 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 boop, boop, but um, like, you know, it was it was a fun, it was also a phenomenal tour. You get a bunch of beer at the end and stuff like that. So um, 
but yeah, it's one. Sam Adams is so weird. Like, you know, outside of New England, you're like, oh, Sam Adams, they have the Boston Lager, they have Oktoberfest, they have the Porsche Rocker, and the what the summer sam summer like those are the four beers you see yeah yeah and but when you go there they have medals upon medals upon medals for all these beers you've never heard of and you're like good Mm. god what what has happened why when did sam adams release a a rattler like or well not right that's a bad choice (laughs) yeah literally just said one but (laughs) (laughs) when did they release an irish red like you know yeah a smoked doppelbach like what is this yeah Uh, but you only get what if you like live in boston like pretty much that's right that's the one brewery i was just gonna say that 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 i've never been on their beer tour and that i want to go on their beer tour highly because that's same it's just such a cool place every time i'm in boston i mean speaking of beers you can only get in boston their brick red is my is like my when i'm in when i'm in the city i'm like i have to find a place that has it. and most places have it but i have to find a place that has it because that is it's probably their best beer i mean it's it's amazing. I, I like it. I think, I think because of the novelty factor, there's a case to be made for that. Right. And, but and their, their motto is for the love of the beer, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tell they applied that because they, have, they bring in so much money that they can do all these little funky side projects and barrel-aged small batches and just, just for fun, just because they love beer and they right. love making cool different beers, a lot like the Funkatorium in Asheville. Um, kind of, I got the same vibe that they're like, we just, you know, we just want to go out there and make crazy beers. Right. Yeah. Um, Sam, Sam Adams has never lost that, that respect for we, I mean, we may be, they're, they're basically a macro brewery now, but they may be a macro brewery, but they, they, same thing with dogfish. I think that's why it makes sense that they merged. They just have a love for doing what they do. Right. Yeah. Both of the, both of the founders of those breweries, you can tell like still, they're not, even though they're both very successful businessmen and and have grown their their brewing empire greatly, they still really love different all different beers. Right, and and just for the listeners at home, if you ever go to Boston, as what Tud was saying, you have to go to Boston. It's the only place you can get the beer, and you can only get it on tap. But you can get the Sam Adams Brick Red. It's like he's. I'm not a big red fan, but I really really enjoy that beer. So that you have to go to Boston to get it. Though. So. Yes. You can only and get it there. And there's yes. one other there's one other beer you can only get in Boston that I know of because haven't done the tour. If you go to the Bell and Hand in the in oldest oldest bar in America, right? Old yeah, it's the oldest bar in America. Um, they have a Bell and Hand Ale, which is the it's brewed by Sam Adams now, but it is they're they're brewing the recipe that that place brewed way back in the 1700s and served to their patients. Oh, see, which I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's a great beer. Because it's, you know, you're sitting there, it's, you know, it's the same as any other, you know, beer. I mean, it's a lager. It's just a straight up lager. But it's just so cool to say, oh, this is the recipe that, like, you know, Benjamin Franklin and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and older than that, you know, these are the guys, you know, they were drinking this here at this pub when this was the only pub in town that was serving people. Yeah, I don't. I'm pulling this date out of my butt. This could be totally wrong, but I think they were open open in 1609. I want to say I think they're 400 years old. It's possible. I mean, that's it's an old. We can. You know what? We have. We have the Google. We have the technology. We can rebuild. We have the technology. I will tell you. Hang on one second. I don't know why that number sticks in my head. I could be way off, but 1795. Okay, I was way off. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, it's, it is still America's it's, oldest tavern. Its, it's first old pour was in 1795. Shit, yeah. Um, and it was it. Jimmy, the guy who owned it, Jimmy Wilson, refused to sell whiskey, rum, and gin that were so popular in other taverns of the day. The only ale, only ale, was served at the Bell, and it's that's the that's the the ale that Sam Adams still makes today. Now, that's if cool. you go to Bell and Hand, they will serve you hard alcohol now, but. They still have that. They still have that ale on tap. I was there on St. Patrick's Day, believe it or not. Crazy, crazy time to be in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so before we before we head into the handles here, um, and I know we're we're running long, we're going long, but I just yeah, we're going long. I um, I'm gonna be driving back to Connecticut in a couple weeks, so I'm putting the call out to all of our listeners. Um, I am looking for brewery, brew pub, bottle shop liquor store recommendations uh along the i-94 i-90 corridor 
Um, if you have recommendations of places that I need to stop in uh, the states of North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, or Western Pennsylvania, please send them to our email address. Uh, use the subject line while we for a runner. <laughs> and uh, I will, I want to check those out. I'm, I'm currently planning my road trip back East. It's going to be, I'm going to try and focus on some of the best places to stop along that I-94, I-90 corridor. Um, you know, if you just wanted to say, Hey, here's a great rest stop. If you are looking for a non-beer place, <laughs> sure. We'll take that too. But I, um, mostly focusing on beer sure i could drive you know 20 30 miles out of the way not a big deal um but i want to bring that stuff to the podcast i'm excited to bring stuff from our heartland from the midwest to the podcast so if you have anything send it in please yeah that's awesome um i'm pretty jealous that you guys are going to be in the same state for- if, if i give you a list of breweries i'd like you to stop across the entire United States. Will you stop there for me? Uh, yeah, that's kind of my plan, is I'm okay, trying to stop at a bunch of places. It's about 3,000 uh, breweries long. Um, one of them well, is like in California. Well, like I Cal- said, it's got to be in within like 30 to, miles uh, of, the, of the route. It's got to be yeah, along but, the I-94, I-90 corridor. But you can, make the, you can make the route go out to California, right, and then cut back? I mean, no. I mean, you go 30 miles to one brewery, then what's 30 miles to the next? Then what's 30 miles to right. the next? Right, 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 right. And eventually you're in California. Exactly. <laughs> and then, then you can bring me a Pliny the Elder and a Pliny the Younger. Oh, he's still on you, this. Okay. You send me the road trip that gets you out there, and uh, I'll think about it. Put it that way. Because I'm, st- I'm still on the lookout for that beer. I've just never had it. I will find it one day. I think it's not a beer that you should put on your bucket list. It's a beer it, it, you should put on your, like rusty pale lists maybe but uh if you're if it's on your bucket list you're setting yourself up for disappointment I think. yeah but it's the, on pliny the it's elder? on this both either pliny yeah i think you can get but pliny the elder i don't know about pliny you can the yeah you can find that in most stores it but it's on the same level you know historically in in today's beer culture as an alchemist heady topper um it's it's there it's it's on that level i mean it's it's like getting a an, an acre steam because it's 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 just been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But anyway, ignoring what Ted said, listeners, along those states that I specifically mentioned, I'll even accept Southern Michigan if you're within the that close to I-90. Um, or if, you know, like there's a, a spot I can stop, pick up beers from across the state of Michigan. Uh, any of those states, please send in your suggestions. What were those states again? Just to reiterate i mean people can rewind but it is north dakota minnesota wisconsin illinois indiana ohio or western pennsylvania 450 north. and and we're adding and we're adding southern michigan to the list yeah. I mean, anyway i can convince you to go into tennessee and stop at southern grist absolutely not we're talking 2800 miles here by myself i'm not going any anywhere near tennessee and so with that it is time to end the episode like we always do with our three handles on our frosty mug of wisdom, where we give you guys things we like, things we love, things we're okay with, uh, you know, fun stuff, recommendations, products, etc. Mug of wisdom. And to kick it off this week, it, it would be man of the people. Two weeks in a row, Chris Adamowitz deciding the batting order of our hockey game. Oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Let's going see. to accept the puck <laughs> in this hockey game uh, this week. Oh, yikes. I have a new video game to share with everybody. Well, it's actually not new. Fun fact. It's like two years old, but uh, it's a, it's new to the to the streaming universe, I guess, or something. Or it blew up. It's fair to say it blew up. Re- yeah. Rediscovered, I guess. And that is Among Us, uh, a game where you are on a spaceship and one of your crewmates is an imposter who runs around killing people. Um, it's very reminiscent of the game Mafia, which we used to play. We all used to, well, I know the three on this call used to play, uh, where it's a deck of cards and you're sitting in a circle. It's basically like that, but a video game. So we have a ton of fun, uh, me and actually we played last night. The three of us played. Yeah, we, we all got on a, yep. a game and I got on my phone and. Yep. 
Yeah, and that's that's the nice Same, thing. Same Z's. You can get it on PC. You can get it on the phone. The phone is free. The PC is five bucks. Um, and it, let me tell you, when you have a group of uh, as little as five and as many as ten, that's that's the limits. But if you have a group of five, even five people, and you get on a a voice call or something like that, and you play this game, it is so much fun. <laughs> like we were playing last night, and we played twenty twenty rounds probably. We only had like four or five people for most of it, and it was it, it's just so much fun because people are blaming other people and making up stuff and lying, and it's just it's it's everything that a game should be. So. I've heard friendship. I like how you think everything that a game should be includes lying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get to lie in real life, so you'll do it in a video game. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but it's 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 so much fun, and um, you know, the first couple the first couple rounds you play, you'll get you'll be lost, but eh, you'll you'll get the hang of it. You'll get the hang of it. But I do recommend if you have the ability to join a voice chat with all the people playing, that adds an extra level an extra level of uh of fun of to the to the game but it's a really fun game really cheap you can play it with a bunch of streamers because everybody's streaming it right now and uh it's 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 a good time it's a good time so can i so i one thing i just want to mention is that you kind of mentioned you're in a, a spaceship right and what's going on is everybody who's you know there's a couple people on the on the crew who nobody knows who are trying to kill everybody else and the rest of the crew is trying to do these like little mini games uh, walking around the ship to try and fix the ship to win and so it's a kind of a, a hidden game in that regard where the people are trying to kill people without being seen so it's a stealth game and a little bit in that side while people who are just regular crew members they walk around doing these mini games uh it would be a lot of fun you can play local multiplayer so if you're you know, if you have a household with seven kids in this, these Corona times where you can't socialize with others and you're looking like for a, a fun game to play with the family, everybody could just load this up on their phone, sit around in a circle and have a great time. Um, I wish there was more games that you could do that where everybody's playing on their phone, but sitting in the same room. Um, but yeah, I just I had a blast playing with you the other day, Chris. I think it's a really fun game. It, it is this very is fun. So special hint for everybody who's going to be at Friendsgiving this year. Get ready to play this game live and in person. <laughs> I mean, if you guys play, then I can play. You're not invited. Sorry. Are you talking about? I can stream it. It'd be so. Oh my god, that'd be so much fun. We could stream it. Oh yes. We, okay, we'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Among Us, check it out. PC, it's five bucks. Free on the phone. And you can pay on the phone to get rid of the ads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have I haven't really played on the phone, so um, so there you it's go. It's fun on the phone. I mean, it's a great little short game to pick up and play at random times. You know, because you can get through a game in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, at yeah. most, they're pretty quick. They're pretty quick. So, um, but anyways, who has the second handle? Or do I get to choose? I guess I get to choose. You, you get to choose who gets in the I'm second the quarter people. slash period. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Obert this week. Obert. What what handle okay. do you? Have? I I got some good feedback on the budget bites last week. I people I was saying it's like the, it's I didn't think about this last week, but it's like the Google of recipes where it's like it just gets rid of all that crap and it's just a white blank thing. Anyway, um, I got I got a Netflix movie. We get we get, we like Netflix movies here, right? This is one that is a throwback. One, I mean, at least one of us does. One of us will never watch it, but but I'll watch it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, this is definitely not a kids friendly movie. So much more Tud oriented than Chris oriented, but um, a dumb late aughts comedy, horror comedy called Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen this. I don't know how I missed this. This is probably one of those handles that like everybody has seen the movie, but somehow I didn't for the last 10 years. Um, I think I think this is you might find this to be the case. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so, too. And I had seen it around. I've heard of it. You know, but with a name like that, I just didn't really pick up on it. Um, it was really good. And it was definitely of the era. You know, I kind of realize I'm getting old now when it's like there's an era of this comedy where it's like awkward social guy, you know, is trying to get with the like hot teenage girl. It's a twist on the uh, the horror genre where your main protagonist, everybody, people keep dying around him and everyone thinks that he's this crazy murderer. And uh it played it's kind of like 
like the scary movie genre where it just makes fun of a lot of these dumb horror tropes. So if you like scary movie and you haven't seen Dale and Tucker versus evil, I don't know who you are. Me, I guess. <laughs> but uh, great movie on Netflix. Check it out. How funny would it be if Chris was like, oh, I've seen that movie. I Maybe have not yes. seen that movie. Uh, you like legitimately were like the only person who had had not seen it. Basically, if it gets to me before you, then yeah, you're last. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So uh, my handle this week is going to be a TV show that I, I think almost everybody has seen, and I like when I mean almost everybody, I I I would include like my grandmother in this that she's watched at least an episode of this show. Sixty minutes. The price is right. No, no. I'm gonna go with. Uh, South Park. Okay, yeah. I think our okay. grandmas had different tastes than TV. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, um, if you have HBO Max, is that what it's called? I, don't, I can't keep track. But whatever their whatever HBO streaming program is now. Yeah. I think it's HBO Max. Um, all of the South Park episodes are up on there. But So you can go back and you can watch every episode from episode one to the most recent episode. But the reason for this handle and what inspired this handle is that South Park is coming back at the end of this month with a special one hour long pandemic episode where the the boys will be uh, experiencing the pandemic from the lives of a, I think, it, I think they're in fourth grade, right? That's that's the, the age group that they're in. Um, from the eyes of a, you know, fifth. Is, are they in fifth now? Uh, I, don't, it's, I, I don't know. That's fourth your handle. Time. I know they... <laughs> What's that's that? your handle. So you're you're driving. Yeah, well, ship. I mean, I think they started out in third grade. I think they're in fourth grade now. It's you know, it's like the Simpsons. They never really grow out of their 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 grade, no matter how old they how old the TV show gets. But if you guys haven't watched South Park, um, I don't know what the hell you've been doing for years. But also, I think that during this pandemic time, we all need to laugh a little bit about what's going on in the world. And I can think of no better no better comedy to make fun of the world in a you know. Pointing out all the weird tropes that go on in the world other than South Park. I mean, you can watch other, obviously, live-action TV shows that will make fun of it, but nothing will ever grasp the peculiarity of the situation, much like South Park. So, go check that out when it airs later this month, and go on to HBO Max and watch South Park from the beginning to the end. I mean, South Park is a staple of, of TV, I think, right? At this By this part point, of the, I mean, if know, I, part of culture at this point, yeah. Right, I've I've always enjoyed it. I haven't watched it in years. I haven't watched it in years, but I've I've enjoyed it. I and I've enjoyed the video games. So um, who knows? Maybe if I get HBO, whatever, then whatever it is, then HBO. I, I will point out that if you if you have AT and T as your cell phone provider, which we all know Chris does not, but if you happen to be listening to the sound of my voice and AT and T is your cell phone provider, you do get access to HBO, whatever their streaming service is, for free because AT and T owns HBO. You get HBO question mark yeah. for free. I think, HBO? It's, I think it's HBO Max. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, we'd like to thank the people who provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking Truly and Boston Beer Company for their Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzers. I would like to thank Wise Man Brewing for their Body Electric New England Style Double IP. I want to thank The Alchemist for their Sterk Wit. Uh, please make sure that you're going over to iTunes and subscribing if you haven't already. Um, also, make sure you're heading over there and leaving a rating. Um, also, make sure you're telling your friends. Please, please, please tell your friends. If you like this this podcast, you think it's funny, uh, entertaining, informative, it really doesn't matter what you like about this podcast. Tell your friend the reason that you like this podcast because why, why not? Why wouldn't I mean, it's not like this is a fantasy football podcast and we're giving away free information. Speaking of which, I need to give away my picks Stay tuned for after I'm done doing this little spiel. I'll give you my picks for this upcoming week in the NFL. Um, by the way, I did really good last week. But also make sure you're going to our social media and following us at uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Untapped. Uh, hop on the Discord, talk to us over there. And also make sure you're heading over to Patreon and subscribing to support the podcast. Uh, it supports our beer buying habits. Oh, yeah. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. Um, make sure you're sending over tips and tricks to Obert as he tries to cross the country to come to Connecticut. Um, you know, maybe a good rest stop, good brewery, place to sleep, place to take his dog outside. That'd be great too. I'm sure pop, sure popcorn would appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And, um, other than that, stay tuned to my football picks. And so with that, my name is Dud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I want to make all our listeners so much money in the past. It's like, it's like, uh, 
30 year sports Right. Um, people are going to start listening to it and being like, oh wow, I really wish that we knew these picks before Monday. Right. Phil Rivers looks bad. This week, you're going to want to pick on Thursday night the Browns to beat the Bengals, the Giants to beat the Bears, the Cowboys to beat the Falcons, the Packers to beat the Lions, the Titans to beat the Jaguars. The Vikings to beat the Colts. Wrong. Truth. Nope. The Bills to beat the Dolphins. The 49ers to beat the Jets. The Rams to beat the Eagles. The Steelers to beat the Broncos. The Buccaneers to beat the Panthers. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to pick the Washington Potatoes to beat the Cardinals. The Chiefs to beat the Chargers. The Ravens to beat the Texans. The Patriots to beat the, you know what? The Seahawks to beat the Patriots. And surprising upset of the week. We, we need a sound for that with, like, lasers and stuff. I think the Raiders beat the Saints this week. Um, just as a reminder, Todd, this episode comes out Monday morning. <laughs> that's, why my ups- that's why my upset was, was Monday night. Okay. So uh, find out how Todd did. And bet the, the, bet the upset. That's right. Yeah. If, Todd's, if Todd got everything else right, odds are he's got the upset right. 